You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. This is David Spada, along with my co-host, Elliot Harris, and our special guest today, lingerie football player, Playboy model, Nadia Larissa. But let's get right to our next guest, a gentleman who played for the Green Bay Packers back in the heyday in the 60s, a guy who was a five-time All-Pro, a member of the 50th anniversary team, a gentleman who was a writer, wrote Instant Replay, a broadcaster, a gentleman who is a man for all seasons, Jerry Kramer. How you doing, Jerry? Hey, I'm doing great, thanks. Jerry, David Spada here. I mean, look at all these accomplishments here. Why are you not in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> um, I guess you'd have to ask some of the folks who vote on that. I uh, have stayed away from that quite a bit, but uh, uh, it's, it's interesting, you know, that most people uh, think I am in the Hall of Fame. I had a couple situations in the last... Uh, two or three years where I'm working with the uh, veterans, the older players, the alumni on the disability pension issues and working with Commissioner Goodell. And uh, about three years ago, two, maybe two or three years ago, he called and said, Jerry, you going to Canton? I said, no. He said, how come? I said, Commissioner, I'm not in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> You're not? Are you kidding me? What is that about? He says, you know, I don't know. I'm just not in the Hall of Fame. And he was stunned, of course. And then, you know, John Hanna, the New England Patriots guard? Sure. John had been in there for 25 years. And John called me a couple years ago, a year after the commissioner. He said, Jerry, are you going to Canton? No. How come? Well, I'm not in the Hall of Fame. You're not. So I guess maybe most people think I am. And uh, they don't pay that much attention to it, maybe. I don't really know. Maybe we can sneak a, a bust of you in a plaque and uh, some night just throw it into uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame there in Canton and no, nobody will know the difference. Yeah, he's been here all along. How about this game coming up Sunday, the Bears-Packers? We know who you're rooting for. Doesn't get any bigger than that. You know, I don't I don't think the Super Bowl will be as, as big as or as exciting to the guys playing in the game as this game will be, it'd be interesting to hear them afterwards, but this is huge, you know. And it's, it's, there's a lot of ironic twist to it, kind of, I think. You know, first of all, we're playing for the Hallis Trophy. Uh, George Hallis, the great patriarch of the Bears and NFL founder and had such an impact on the league. And legendary so cheapskate. We, and then, you know, if we win the George Hallis Trophy, we get to play for the Lombardi Trophy. So I'm sure that Chicago People in Chicago are, think it should be the other way around, that the Hallis Trophy should be the NFL championship, you know. Well, everybody's got an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, what made the Packers so successful back in the 60s? Oh, well, you know, in a word, it was Lombardi and his philosophies and his principles. Plus, we had a bunch of pretty bright guys, pretty capable guys, not always the best athletes in the world, but good, uh, aware, made very, very few mistakes. In fact, George Hallis probably gave us the greatest compliment we ever had during that era. We were playing the Bears up in Green Bay, and our games were always 14-7, to 9-6, 14-7, to 
14 to 10, 10 to, th- 10 to 3. You know, they're always pretty tight games and defensive games. And a reporter asked Coach Hallis after the game, said, what happened, Coach? He said, well, he said, you know, we knew where they were going and that we knew when they were going there. And we knew why, but, you know, there was just wasn't anything we could do about it. You guys were just loaded. I mean, with athletes, you had Bart Starr, Paul Hornig, Jimmy Taylor, you. I mean, you were a Hall of Fame team. And a pretty good you know, defense, we too. We were after Lombardi arrived. You know, there were 13 guys on that team in the in the season before Lombardi arrived that went 1-10-1 and, and had the worst record in the history of the Packer franchise. So those guys weren't Hall of Famers or Pro Bowlers that year, but they became Pro Bowlers and Hall of Famers by listening to Coach Lombardi talk about preparation, commitment, consistency, discipline, perseverance, character, pride, all the things he stood for. And and literally he taught us the time that he was there, not only how to become successful football players, but I think, successful human beings. Has the day when a, a coach like Lombardi can have that sort of impact, has that come and gone? Nowadays, it seems like a lot of coaches are just interchangeable parts. You know, it, it's, it's an interesting question, and I've pondered it before. And I think two things. I think the players want to win as badly today as they have ever wanted to win. And I think if they have a coach that they believe knows how to win, that they'll do whatever they can. They'll adjust their personality, or they will do whatever they need to do. You know, Rex Ryan is a pretty good example of that. But I believe they do whatever they need to do to win. And if the coach tells them they need to do this, then I think they would. And you know, Coach Lombardi could adjust a little bit, too. We had a situation out in Santa Monica one time with Ray Nitschke, where Ray was in the bar, uh, sitting at the bar, and he was it was against rules. If you're going to be in the bar, sit at the table. Don't act like a hood and stand at the bar. And Coach Lombardi and three coaches came in and caught him at the bar. And it was a real dark little place called Shay in Santa Monica. And Ray uh, could have walked out, and probably no one would have noticed, but he decided to send Coach Lombardi a drink. <laughs> Bad idea. Uh, coach said, what is this? Well, it's from that gentleman at the bar. What gentleman? Who is that? Is that Nitschke? Get him out of here. Get him on the plane. Send him home. He's done. He'll never play another game from Green Bay. He's out of here. I don't ever want to see him again. Get him on a plane tonight. Right now. And he gets up and heads back across the street to the hotel, and the coaches are following along behind him, pleading. We don't have another middle linebacker, and let's think about this. No, he's gone. That's it. He's done. So two hours later, we're having a team meeting, and the coaches had time to chill out a little bit and cool out a little bit and think about what kind of a ball player Nitschke is and where we are. And and he addresses the team, and he says, I tell you what, Nitschke's breaking the rules, standing at the bar. And I told him he's done. I told him he's through. But I don't think it's fair of me to do that. And I'm going to put it to a vote. I'm going to let the team vote whether we keep Nitschke or not. So believe it or not, we voted to keep him. So 
coach fined him 50 bucks and <laughs> the incident was forgot about. Where was Paul Horning? He wasn't at the bar that night, too? Well, Horning, Horning had enough sense to sit in the back of the room at a table or somewhere out of sight. <laughs> he was more experienced, probably, than Nitschke. Now, do you think Lombardi could have dealt with at the athletes of today and their egos and their big mouths and all that other stuff? You know, the thing about Lombardi is that he was right most all the time. And when he was wrong, when he made mistakes, he would push you. And he would push you and he would push you. And there were two or three times, three or four times in my life when he pushed me too hard. And I was ready to punch him in the mouth. And he knew that. And he walked away from me for about three and a half, four minutes to, to where I got cooled down a little bit. Long story. But to make it short, after he saw that I had cooled down, and he could read me like a book. I mean, read every page. He came over and hit me alongside the head and messed up my hair and patted me on the neck. And, oh, I wasn't talking to you. Come on, I didn't mean you. So he could apologize and reestablish that communication. And if he didn't uh, communicate with you, and if you didn't uh, buy into his philosophy, as several players didn't, then you were gone. You're out of there. How did he feel about you writing the book about the 67 season instant replay when you did it? Well, you know, Dick Schaap and I were working on that book, and I had a, a sentence in there that talked about a short, fat Italian who had dominated my life. And I was pretty angry when I was talking about it. And we're, we're going over the proofs for the book. And I said, Dick, we can't leave that in. Oh, yeah, we're going to leave it in. That's what you said. You know, it was part of the moment. You were angry, and that's the way you reacted, and that's real. I don't care if it's real or not. I'm not leaving that in. So we go back and forth for about three months, and he finally uh, convinces me that I should leave that bit in. And... Uh, Okay, the book is published, and I am struggling with the short, fat Italian part. <laughs> I'm struggling with a, 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 a salutation for Coach Lombardi. I don't want to say good luck or best wishes or something inane like that, so I'm struggling with that. And I give all the players books, and I give the coaches books, and I'm working on the Coach Lombardi's book, and Marie Lombardi comes up to me as we're boarding a bus to go to Milwaukee for a ball game. Where's my book? All the coaches have books. All the players have books. I don't have a book. Where's my book? And I had uh, finally decided on how to uh, inscribe the book to the coach. I I wrote uh, for Coach Vincent T. Lombardi, a man against whom all others shall forever be measured. Now, I like that, and I thought that would offset the short, fat Italian part pretty well, too. So I gave her the book. She reads it on the way down to Milwaukee. Uh, that night she's reading it. The next morning I get on the elevator and she steps on the elevator and she said, Jerry, I love the book. I loved it. It helped me to understand. I said, what, football? She said, no, him. Wow. So she enjoyed it, and the coach uh, actually complimented me on it in a very quiet, almost uh, – embarrassed way you did a good job jerry you did a good job now you got a broadway play about him yeah isn't that isn't that a kick they, uh, they have a jerry kramer part in that uh, in that play i went to the opening night 
and they mentioned my name a couple, three times in the play and whatnot, and I just loved the opening night. I just had a wonderful time. Chris Olson, my producer on the Lombardi movie that we've been working on since I was a small child, <laughs> also went with me, and we did the the runway and the paparazzi thing, and I'm making all my moves and gestures and smiling and enjoying the hell out of it, and then I enjoyed the play. I was too close to it to judge it fairly. I uh, I knew the original, you know, I knew the, the man, and so Dan, did, I thought, did just a wonderful job, but I keep or kept re, uh, comparing him to Lombardi. So uh, I just enjoyed it. It was a wonderful evening. One last question. We have Nadia Larissa, a guest host in studio. She's a lingerie football player. Could Coach Lombardi have coached lingerie football? <laughs> Say that again. Could he have coached what? Could he have coached these lingerie football players they have out now? Female football players. Lingerie football. See, you live long enough? I, I think he would have let Horning and McGee handle that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Jerry, for your time. We really appreciate it. And may the best team win on Sunday between the Bears and Packers. Amen. Amen. Should be a hell of a contest, and I'm, I'm going to be glued to it. So thank you for having me on. Thank you again. That was Jerry Kramer. I'm going to say future Hall of Famer. He should be in. Hopefully the commissioner gets him in someday. But, again, there was Jerry Kramer. We've had Paul Warfield. And we're going to sit here and talk with Nadia Larissa some more here. we got a few more minutes left. So what's going on, Nadia? What do you think oh, about these two oh, former oh, football wrong. players? Am I on? <laughs> we should switch Let's seats again. Let's put you again. on the spot. No, I just, you know. Um, Hot potato. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like we're right now in the same position as the Bears. I'm getting really motivated and really excited because they're going to their their conference championship. And, uh, you know, we're going to our conference championship. I just feel like, you know, all this inspiration with the, you know, with the coaches and the team. You know, I'm, I'm getting fired up myself over here. I can't wait. You know, it's next weekend. And you guys play the Los Angeles Temptation. Yes, we do. It's kind and, the, of, and the big difference is you didn't play in that game. You didn't make the no, trip to L.A. No, I did not. Well, in L.A., like, it's kind of our... Our, uh, Tampa, or our, our Green Bay, you know, it's a, a huge rival. We lost to them last year in the championship, and that's when we were in the Eastern Championship last year, and we got moved over to the Western Conference. So it's kind of like its own little championship in its way, so it's a huge deal. So after we beat, you know, L.A., then we go to the Vegas for our lingerie bowl. Um, it's kind of, you know. Is it Super Bowl day again? It is. It's on Super Bowl day. It's, it's going to be during halftime again, but it's going to be on all pay-per-view network. It's going to, it's going to be televised, you know, pretty much, uh, around the nation and all around. So, so it's either watching lingerie football or the halftime show. <laughs> who is, who is it this year? Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. Oh, right. Well, I, I think. I like Fergie, but unless hey. Fergie's going to come out in the Chicago <laughs> Bliss outfit. I'd have to yeah. go with the bliss. It'll definitely be entertaining. Like we're, we'll definitely put on a good game. So, so um, did you get any inspiration from these football players about playing? I did. I mean, I you know I've always had the passion and the heart, but you know, and, and don't just, go to a bar before the game. <laughs> I, I will not. <laughs> and, I'll and be and sure. Don't buy the coach a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it's definitely it's it's great to hear that that old school spirit mentality, you know, you know, you said the players and the coaches, it's kind of a different game right now, but I'm like an old school planet kind of player. I think I, you know, I respect the other team and, and I'm all about the competition. And as you said, I think, um, you know, you want to win as, just as much as the next player does or not even more, but you know, it's a game. And I think, you know, that was really for me, that was nice to hear. And it, it definitely motivated me even more that that's, you know, we can still bring it back. 
How many women's organizations do you get calls from and protests from, from what you do with Playboy, with the laundry football? I haven't had anybody protest, actually, so which is kind of nice. So I think, um, I think if anything, they should embrace it and kind of be excited for the, you know, the female, um, just because, you know, we are branching out into a man's sport and there's, there's a certain amount of yeah, empowerment right, totally. involved in this. Definitely. I think that, you know, it's kind of, you're going toe to toe with, with the man's sport and I think it's great. And I think that if there's any organization that for females that, you know, think it's wrong, I think they're, I mean, I think it's definitely, um, you know, we're putting ourselves on the map and saying we can do this just as well as men can. Oh, exactly. I mean, mm-hmm. even with broadcasting, if you know this sport, you should right. be able to do it. One of the broadcasters got in trouble last month. Didn't he make some comment to one of the sideline reporters during a conference? And they kind of said, oh, you can't do that. Call her sweetie or dear. And well, it was, I think, not on camera or on the microphone or anything. It was, you know, just sort of a in office situation mm-hmm. around the conference table and made some really dumb remarks. <laughs> As my wife said, that's an inside thought. I said, I'm inside. No, you're supposed to stay inside your mouth and not come out. And the guy got fired, and I think you could justify uh, that action because of of the demeaning language. And you just don't – you don't talk – you wouldn't talk that way to a guy with any sort of comparable verbiage. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's okay to talk to a woman like that? Do you get talked down to ever? No, I honestly I've always encountered really nice people. No one's really talked down to me, so I haven't not yet at least. Okay, but. David will do it to you after the show. <laughs> I'll say I don't think I'd but put up tough. with it. You'll, so, yeah, you'll throw him against the wall. I, you know, I, I do have to practice my blocking for next game, so I'll probably throw you against the wall. So <laughs> David might like that. His wife will be a little curious when he comes yeah. home all bruised from a radio show, but she slaps me around at home. So <laughs> and I got the three girls. Me- Jumping on me all the time, pounding on my face. Maybe she should try out next year for the team. How about that? Uh, she could, I think. <laughs> <laughs> she's not built like a linebacker, but she's fast. Yeah. She's running after those kids all the time. Oh, that's so. good. She'll be a receiver, maybe. <laughs> so you got some famous Russians in sports and tennis now, and mm-hmm. you've got them in other sports. I think golf. This isn't the old days when you when you see female athletes. They kind of look like what was that, Babes of Harris or uh, Nancy Lopez or. Or they, or they look like they could play for the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's great. I and mean, like I said, it's the women's game is evolving. You have um, intelligent, beautiful, athletic, smart. So I think that's a great, you know, that's the renaissance of modern woman. I think that, um, you know, I, I embrace it. I think it's wonderful, yeah. and I hope it continues. Talk about some of the talent and it's smart. I want to give our producer some kudos, Dave Olson, keeping us going. I got to learn how we're on video. I cannot shake my head anymore when he's telling me, good job, and things like that. I got to just look at him. <laughs> He's the man, no no question about that. And, of course, he's attractive, too, but he's off camera. <laughs> and he's just throwing his hands up thinking, how do I get a, a camera put here in the uh, director's booth? Maybe next week. <laughs> so who's your favorite female athlete? Um, female athlete? One of the uh, an athlete I can almost relate to is Gabrielle Reese, just because she's uh, – Not Della I've, Reese. Not Delores, no Gabriella Reese. <laughs> Touched by an angel. <laughs> um, she started off, you know, she's a model, beach volleyball player. She also did just record, uh, reporting and broadcasting, and um, you know, I can definitely relate to her. And I think she's a phenomenal woman. And you know, I'd love to meet her one day. But I read, read, you know, a little bit of her about her book. She had a book, her book published not long ago. So um, yeah, I think she's one of my favorites. So you can read too. <laughs> wow. I can read, and. <laughs> 
But thank you again for coming in, Nadia. Your centerfold comes out tomorrow. Yes. In Playboy, you're playing with the Chicago Bliss, aspiring sportscaster. Mm-hmm. We really love having you on. We also had Paul Warfield, Hall of Famer, giving us a little insight into the Cleveland Browns and Miami Dolphins. And also Jerry Kramer, former Packer, talking about his book, talking about the playoffs, what his thoughts are. And thank you again, our guest host, Elliot Harris. And this is David Spader. You listen to Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com and syndicated now on the Mike North Entertainment Network. Tune again next week at noon central on Thursdays to watch it or listen live or listen to the podcast anytime. Thank you again.